Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Recruiting Every Second, the show on the Believe Podcast Network that has you covered for everything and all things SEC football recruiting related. And we are so excited to bring you this edition here on Friday, July the 16th. And this is going to be a show where we feature some programs that maybe don't get all the spotlight here in the SEC. A lot of times we're talking about the Kentucky Wildcats. Our featured guest today is going to be Mr. Justin Rowland from Cats Illustrated, the Rivals Kentucky affiliate. And Justin does a great job of covering the Kentucky Wildcats. And he's going to talk everything from the quarterback situation there at Kentucky to NIL opportunities that Kentucky has in a unique market that they have there um, with a state that is college football related only, college sports related only, Kentucky and Louisville, kind of the pro teams there in Kentucky. So he'll talk about that and some opportunities that Cats Illustrated has with some of those Kentucky athletes there. Also, we're going to touch on a program uh, here in the opening observations that is actually starting to build a little bit of momentum, and that would be Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt under Clark Lee uh, and Barton Simmons as the dynamic duo there, the new head coach and general manager, respectively, are trying to build as much momentum as they can there in this offseason and Clark Lee of course coming from Notre Dame has already taken advantage of that situation of him being formerly at Notre Dame having some connections with some players that he had previously recruited there and we'll talk about that in just a minute before we get to either one of those things I did want to talk about how this weekend is a big weekend for some commitments some announcements and not everything, ladies and gentlemen, I know many people listening to this are probably SEC fans, SEC homers, if you will, have ties to the SEC, but not everything goes the SEC's way. I don't expect this to be a banner week in terms of recruiting for the SEC. You're talking about Dalen Everett, Keon Saab, uh, Gunnar Givens. You're talking about Trayon Webb, Malachi Nelson, all of these highly coveted prospects could end up going to schools outside of the SEC. I've been talking to some prospects here lately, and there a lot of them are mentioning that a lot of them are mentioning that 
COVID-19, with the lack of evaluations, with the rushed nature of those visits in the month of June, how important seeing that full university capacity crowd SEC school type environment is going to be to them in terms of helping them make their decision. And that could be even be the case of creating some flips later on. So keep that in mind when you see some of these guys go outside the SEC, even uh, over some some really talented programs, some programs like the Georgia's, Alabama's, the LSU's kids going elsewhere. So keep that in mind. Uh, but always, as always, have to thank Bet Online for sponsoring the show. Wanted to go ahead and tell you guys about Bet Online. It's the month of July, of course, and it's underway and a hot month. Uh, of course, not only in the weather, but a hot month for sports. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you can find it. From NBA to hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and features, Bet Online has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, Head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, as always, thankful for Bet Online for sponsoring today's show. And as I mentioned, Vanderbilt has some unique momentum here on the trail. Not only did they take a punter from Australia, uh, they they got a punter from over from Australia, the Pro Kick Academy over there in Australia, and Alex Smith uh, announced his decision to come to Vanderbilt with a lot of decorum. I mean, you're talking about, he instead of saying, uh, respect my decision, I've decided to uh, commit. He, he just said, I've decided to accept a full scholarship to the University of Vanderbilt, was very thankful. Uh, you know, definitely a difference in style there and how Alex Smith from Pro Kick Academy there in Australia went about announcing to the world on his social media that he is going to be at Vanderbilt and oddly enough a lot of people call Vanderbilt you know the Notre Dame of the South type deal that you know the academics things like that well funny you say that with Clark Lee you know having come from Vanderbilt as the, from Notre Dame to Vanderbilt as the former defensive coordinator under Brian Kelly there comes back to his uh, alma mater there in Vanderbilt and here is Darren Agu, uh, a Raven Gap school, which is a boarding school in extreme northern Georgia, uh, edge rusher, edge defender, six foot six, two hundred twenty-five pounds. He decommitted from Notre Dame just a day or two ago, and then on the fourteenth, so he, he probably decommitted early in the week, probably on Monday, and then by the fourteenth, um, which was Wednesday of this week, Darren Agu was committed to Vanderbilt. So a big pickup for Vanderbilt there. And Barton Simmons and company doing everything they can, him and Clark Lee, to be creative, be different. They're providing uh, behind-the-scenes fans' experiences there in Nashville, really trying to – there's investments going on into the football facilities there in Nashville. So with – NIL haven't come around. I know they have to be smart about this in terms of their 
way they go about it because some players can be turned off if you're talking too much about NIL and things like that and not sticking to football and relationships and things like that. But if you nuance it well enough with the unique opportunities that Nashville has, it can definitely pay dividends for Vanderbilt. Now, do I think Vanderbilt's ever going to be a contender year in and year out for the SEC East or anything like that? No, but they could get to a level of a Kentucky under uh, how Kentucky has under Mark Stoops. And we'll get more to that with our feature interview with Justin Rowland of Rivals, the Rivals website, catsillustrated.com here in just a minute. But they could get to the level of a Kentucky. They could get to the level of a Ole Miss when Ole Miss is having some of its success, maybe a Mississippi State under under Dan Mullen. You know, they have to be able to win some of those recruiting battles versus Tennessee in their state. And then, of course, uh, be able to dip up to state states northern, maybe get some of the prospects that Ohio State and Indiana and some of those prospects. Uh, Indiana is doing a great job recruiting right now. So some of those prospects that they don't get up in the, the Midwestern area as well, be a little bit creative with how they go about the, the recruiting world. But it would be interesting to see what kind of class Clark Lee and Barton Simmons put together. On that note, there is a prospect that's already committed to Vanderbilt named Caleb Coley. He's a defensive back out of Houston County in South Georgia, and he will be visiting the University of Georgia on July 31st. So keep in mind that that as much momentum maybe as they've they've gotten here, there could be some guys that are being pushed to 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 maybe go elsewhere, to visit elsewhere. And there could be some situations where everyone that this fall loses some people due to some flips. I think there will be quite a few flips this fall because of the atmosphere that some guys will will see and, and be a part of and, and get to experience with these full capacity crowds this fall. And it could really change some minds. Even guys, you know, high profile, high profile guys, if a guy like a like a Luther Burden is able to come down to Georgia or Alabama for an official visit, he can make it even uh flip from from Oklahoma. Um Jaheim Singletary is a is a guy that is a lot of schools are trying to get to flip as well. So we'll see how how things turn out with the geese capacity crowds. Uh, but one school that is definitely going to have some capacity crowds and have some excitement this year, especially with the middle of their schedule there, um, games against LSU, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, kind of all smashed together is the University of Kentucky. And for more on that, now we hit our feature interview with Mr. Justin Rowland of CatsIllustrated.com. So now on recruiting every second, it's time for our feature guest, feature interview here. Everything about Kentucky sports and Kentucky football recruiting in particular today with the publisher of Cats Illustrated on the Rivals Network, Mr. Justin Rowland. Justin, thank you for joining us. Yeah, Blaine, thanks for inviting me, man. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I also write for UGASports.com, which is kind of a sister site to Cats Illustrated. So I reached out to Justin. He was uh, kind enough to lend us some of his time because, Justin, this is a not as busy as June, but it's still a busy time of the year in recruiting, is it not? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're we're kind of detoxing and also still catching up, and you're looking forward to camp now. And 
you know, I, it, you want to hold your, you catch your breath a little bit, but there's just so much that you're just residual stuff. We're tying up loose ends. This is really no rest for the weary. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a crazy time. And uh, particularly for Kentucky, they're kind of rocking and rolling right now. Um, you know, coming off a great NFL draft that they had where they had six NFL draft picks. And that's a lot of momentum for a recruiting class for uh, Mark Stoops to be able to say, Hey, look at the guys we just put in the league. And now, of course, tremendous talent. I'm looking over here at the commitment list has six four stars in the class. So just kind of give everybody a, a brief overview of the, the state of Kentucky recruiting right now. It's kind of interesting. You know, we, when you talk about a lot of momentum right now, you, you look at the commitment list and it looks like that. But they've kind of had a, a few bits of bad news recently, I would say. Um, it's not the source of all of it, but Steve Klinkscale, defensive backs coach leaving Kentucky for Michigan, has had a bit of a fallout. He had kind of emerged along with John Summerall, who recruits the Deep South, as really the as right there behind Vince Morrow as one of the lead recruiters on the staff. He's not somebody that Kentucky easily replaces. Uh, people were surprised he took that Michigan job because a lot of people think Harbaugh is on the is on the hot seat and they don't know how long that staff is going to be around. But just to give you an idea, I mean, Klinkscale has has won over some of their some of their highest ranked guys in recent history. I think he he was a lead recruiter for Keaton and Dustin Wade, four stars from Tennessee, and, and fortunately for Kentucky, those guys have have said that they're solid in spite of him him leaving. Uh, Klinkscale was a lead for four star athlete Jeremiah Caldwell from Michigan, who's going to be a defensive back. And I say that the biggest question about their commitment list right now is whether Caldwell is going to stick with Kentucky or whether he might flip somewhere else. I'm not sure if he'd be a take for Michigan right now. I know Michigan offered, I think, shortly after Klinkscale got the job there. Um, but, you know, th this is uh, it kind of evolved as a program recruiting. When Mark Stoops first got there, it was Morrow kind of cleaning up in Ohio. Like half their class was just Ohio guys that Morrow recruited. And now – as they've gone to more bowl games, their brand has improved. They've been able to selectively recruit guys from a broader geographical um, perspective. So you'll get some guys from Ohio, some guys from Kentucky, uh, but also some guys from Georgia and Alabama. And I guess the other interesting thing people people should know about Kentucky recruiting is they, they pretty much pulled out of Florida completely. They had a bad experience taking about 20 guys from South Florida over two classes in 2017 and 2018. And most of those guys – just were not at an SEC level, ended up transferring out. And I think that left a bad taste in Mark Stoops' mouth. And he just – he thinks Florida is over-recruited. So he, you go down to Florida thinking you're going to get one guy and you come back with a guy a couple of rungs further down on the ladder than you expected. So, yeah, just, just a broad overview. Uh, this is the second best class they've had at this point on the calendar since Stoops has been there. So, so they're set up good, but they do need to refine that momentum that you talked about. And with Kentucky, I've talked about it a lot in, in recent episodes and things like that with the uh, name, image, and likeness being passed, things like that. I feel like that is a opportunity for a program like Kentucky, in my opinion, with them being a team that's trying to fight into the upper tier of the SEC, kind of knock through that glass ceiling, if you will, uh, at a 10-win season not too long ago. I think Kentucky is in a position to say, okay – now with name, image, and likeness, uh, you know, you may sit for a couple years at Alabama. You got more opportunities if you come to Kentucky and have an opportunity to, to maybe play earlier to some higher recruited guys. Is that is that maybe a pitch that they're kind of going for? What do you what do you think of that? 
Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of things moving in different directions on this. So I think in some respects, it'll make the strong stronger. I think Alabama and, and Georgia and schools like that, are, there are going to be more NIL opportunities for guys just because of demand and fan interest and community interest. Uh, Kentucky is not going to benefit at that scale, I would say. I mean, at, at Kentucky, how I've felt about it is it's definitely going to help Kentucky basketball because those guys are like gods from the moment they step on campus. I think it can help Kentucky football if they do it right, but they have to do it right. And, uh, you, you know, it, it's a college city. It's a college state completely. And uh, that, that works in their favor and in Louisville's favor as well. I mean, the state's probably 80-20 Kentucky rather than Louisville, so that's going to help them also. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, it just remains to be seen if football is going to benefit on the same level that basketball does. But, you know, as you and probably other listeners know, there is more football support for Kentucky than I think the average casual fan probably realizes. Absolutely. And uh, you guys at Cats Illustrated, in fact, did a uh, NIL deal with um, DeAndre Square, uh, inside linebacker at Kentucky. Just give everybody a little uh, little peek behind the curtain of what that relationship's going to look like and uh, how, how DeAndre is going to work with Cats Illustrated. I was really excited about that. I think we're the first website or the first media outlet or entity that covers Kentucky that did this NIL stuff. We wanted to be out there in front to show that this is a change that we think is a positive, that it's a good thing for student athletes, a good thing for college sports in general. And we like the association. It was important for me to find somebody who's going to represent our brand well. Uh, DeAndre Square, he's a, this is going to be his fourth year as a major contributor for Kentucky. If you talk to anybody around the program, they'll tell you he's got one of the highest football IQs on the team. He's a smart kid, a great teammate, not going to get in trouble. Uh, and he's going to break down game tape for us. He's going to talk about experiences from the road, stories from the locker room. I'm sure there's going to there's going to have to be a filter. I mean, he'd get in yeah. trouble if he just said anything. And, and you know, so people have speculated how is this going to cause hard feelings in the locker room or jealousy? And I'll tell you, I will tell you this. Uh, I've had a number of players reach out to me since um, they haven't said where's my piece of the pie but they see that we hooked up with deandre and they they like the association and the possibility of them getting involved too but yeah i mean this schools have really lost a lot of control here and uh yeah. they used to have these exclusive rights and now it's going to be players and branding agents and we wanted to make sure that we could take people on a unique journey through this this unprecedented first year of it and uh so i'm excited and I will say this, Kentucky, Kentucky has been really good. They, they, we submitted the paperwork. DeAndre submitted the paperwork and they didn't have any problems, any questions, any concerns. They approved it. They rubber stamped it. And, and even if they're not thrilled about it, I would imagine they're not thrilled to lose that exclusive access. They, they didn't uh, raise a stink about it. So I appreciate that. They're going to have to embrace it. All these programs are going to have to embrace it. Uh, Justin, you know, I mean, in terms of, cause if you don't, it turns into negative recruiting against you. Oh, well, you can't go to that school because they're going to limit your NIL opportunities and things like that. So uh, definitely, you know, you guys getting out on the forefront of that deal, uh, exciting stuff for Cats Illustrated, exciting stuff for uh, DeAndre Square. Um, now, touching back on the on the current class, we talked about how right now they got 11 commits, a ranked 24th in the rivals team's rankings. Um, who are some of the targets that Kentucky – either feels good about some priority guys that they could they could see themselves being in that top two or three, four, or maybe must-have players that could end up maybe pushing this Kentucky class up towards the top top 15, top 10? 
Yeah, I would I would say the pro- probably top twenty is the best they're going to do because most of their four star guys have already decided. But somebody like Dane Key, a four star receiver from Lexington, Frederick Douglass, they got to keep him at home because the passing game has been so bad in recent years. Um, they're going to have to scheme and develop their way out of that hole because receivers kind of hear Kentucky and run, frankly. Uh, but with with a local guy like Dane and he's a UK legacy. Uh, they're going against like Michigan State and South Carolina and schools like they should get him. Um, and then a couple of off, they already have a fantastic offensive line class. Three guys committed, Keonta Goodwin, Grant Bingham and uh, Nicholas Hall. Um, but they've got four star rivals, 250 offensive tackle, Emil Wagner from Ohio. His brother, Ahmad, played at Kentucky and they're recruiting against Ohio State and Penn State and Notre Dame for him. And offensive lineman Ryan Bear, another four-star from Ohio, like 6'8", 331, really big guy, four-star player. It's going to be Kentucky, Pitt, or Michigan State for him as well. So a lot of the familiar recruiting competition, Michigan State, Pitt, schools like that, they're recruiting against. But, yeah, six four-star commitments, I don't see that going above nine or ten, but that's still better than they normally do. Yeah, that would be a tremendous class uh, there, Kentucky. Now, in terms of a player that – uh, I've got a little bit of interest here being from the state of Georgia. Uh, Andre Stewart committed already, but he yeah. has a teammate at North Cobb High School in Joshua Josephs, who uh, is, you know, right there in the mix for Kentucky as well and the edge edge defender over there. Um, how confident is Kentucky that maybe they can utilize that, that, that proximity to him with Andre Stewart being a commitment on the same team? They really like Andre, first of all. He's a really good cover corner prospect who had been committed to Auburn and then opened it back up. And Anwar Stewart, Kentucky's defensive line coach, did a really good job of recruiting him. And I think he's going to be solid. He's going to stick. He wasn't a clink scale guy. He's he's loyal to the current staff. Uh, Joshua Josephs, I will say the last thing I heard about him a couple of, a couple of days ago, three or four days ago, was that Kentucky didn't think they were out in front for him. But they they are in the mix, and that's probably somebody they're going to recruit right up until the finish. Because even though Keaton Wade, one commit, is one of the best edge defenders in the South, uh, and and he's solid, that's a huge need. You know, they they have a big pass rush need. Frankly, a pass rush rush problem with numbers and depth, and that's probably the biggest priority for for the class, along with receiver the the rest of the way. So so if they could get Josephs, that would go a long way towards kind of solving that problem. And when you mentioned receiver, the reason that it's such a big need for this class would be because Mark Stoops is changing the offense fundamentally. I mean, he's starting to go away from the kind of ground and pound and makeshift offense that they had to do because of quarterback problems the last few years. And now it's a battle between like guys like Joey Gatewood and Will Levis. Uh, you know, I know this isn't re- technically recruiting, but it kind of is for the future. Um just give us a little update on what's that quarterback battle and, and stuff like that shaping up look to look like for Kentucky in the 2021 season. Just before before I mention the quarterbacks, the interesting thing is they're installing the Rams offense just like to a T. Like every part of the Rams offense is a full install. And so what they're telling high school guys that are maybe worried about, well, they only passed for 110 yards a game last year. Um they're saying, well, you get to the NFL after playing in Cohen's offense, you're going to be like a veteran in terms of the playbook because this is the Los Angeles Rams playbook. We don't know if they're going to be under center or not because Cohen, offensive coordinator, said these quarterbacks have never taken a snap under center in their lives. And that just might might have to be something he gives on. As far as the quarterback competition, Joey Gatewood did some really good things in the spring. 
I think instead of having him just hand off and stand in the pocket flat-footed, and frankly his mechanics didn't improve much over the previous year, they got him on the edge, they rolled him out, they moved the pocket, and they allowed him to to throw to the sideline, intermediate throws, vertical throws, and that's just kind of more his wheelhouse. But I think what most people around the program expect is Levis will be tough to beat out. You know, this is a guy who was Penn State's number two quarterback. He started against Iowa and Nebraska. He's got – if you've seen his viral practice videos, the guy has an absolute cannon for an arm. I mean, just in terms of raw arm talent, wow. The knock on him at Penn State was he had never put it all together. The light had never gone on, and he kind of had tunnel vision where you had a lot of design plays that ended up in runs between the tackles – or scrambles between the tackles or checkdowns, and he's got to he's got to mature, and they hope that would come with experience. But for all the questions we have about the quarterback position, the one thing we know is Levis was handpicked by Cohen. Cohen loves Levis. He brought him in, and he didn't bring him in to sit. So I think it'll be tough to to beat him out. You know, in terms of Kentucky, uh, when I cover Georgia recruiting, um, Georgia. Is- I almost view Georgia and Kentucky as the same team about two or three years apart, like in terms of their style changing, trying to open things up, things like that. It seems like Kentucky's kind of going through the stages that Georgia was maybe a couple of years ago and now really trying to open things up in, in terms of that. Um, do you feel like games against uh, South Carolina, Florida, LSU right there, those that three-game kind of stretch going on in, in the three, four, five games of the year – do you feel like that is going to have even a bigger impact on recruiting than maybe anything else Kentucky can say just for recruits as wide receivers to say, okay, does this look like what they're saying it's going to look like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Dane Key would have been committed by now if he was confident that he wasn't just going to be blocking. And when you've got five other schools saying these guys pass for 100 yards a game for the past two years, this is the same program that put Lynn Bowden at quarterback you're not going to be catching, you know, 70 passes in a season. That's hard to counter, and I think I, he might decide before then, but I think he would really like to see it before he made a decision. I'm sure a lot of other people feel the same way. They've had a lot of receivers decommit as as coaches from other schools have been in their their ears over the years. Uh, so, yeah, no question. that That's a factor. Um, as far as the schedule, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned a few of the schools – you, Kentucky could be a favorite in nine games this year. That's not really an exaggeration. It's that middle three-game stretch against Florida, Georgia, and LSU that, like, yeah, I think Kentucky fans are like, well, maybe we'll win one and maybe we'll steal a second. I just think if you get one of those games, the rest of the schedule sets up for for a really good, compelling season, I think. Undoubtedly. And here on uh, Recruiting Every Second, we've been speaking with – Justin Rowland of catsillustrated.com. Justin, tell uh, tell the kind folks here, you know, everything they need to know to follow you on, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever, and then also uh, anything about Cats Illustrated you guys have coming up. I'm only active on Twitter. I can only manage one social media account. Everything else just makes my head explode. But, yeah, Roland Rivals on Twitter, catsillustrated.com, and – whether you're a Kentucky fan or somebody else, always love the interaction and appreciate the the fan engagement. So yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing and having me on. Absolutely. So that was Justin Rowland here, and uh, guys, make sure to check out Kentucky because they're going to be a contender in that ACC East. A lot of lot of pundits out there picking them to be in the top two of the ACC East this year. And as Justin said, they could be a they could be a favorite in up to nine ten games that they play this year. So. Uh, 
Appreciate having Justin on, and we will catch you next time on Recruiting Every Second. Presented by Bet Online. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.